Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. Her name is Amber Athey. She's the Washington editor for The Spectator and the author of a brand new book called Snowflakes Revolt, How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. How are you, Amber? Good to see you again. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. You're very welcome. So last time I had John, people loved it. And people also fought hard for you because of the ridiculousness of you making fun of somebody's outfit. Um, I do notice, though, I've watched a lot of your stuff on social media. Do you not wear any brown at all? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty rare. You know, <laughs> people who have high contrast features have to be really careful with brown because right. it tends to blend in. And that was exactly the problem that Miss Vice President Kamala Harris had at the State of the Union. I mean, it was such a funny comment. It really was. And it, and it was very, very quick. She literally looked like my UPS driver and not because of her <laughs> ethnicity or, or ancestry, obviously, but because her outfit was like a like UPS almost paid her money. Not that they did, but almost paid her money to wear that outfit. To, and, and if she would have had a, a little UPS pin, I would have bought it. So, I mean, that's all you really did. Right. And they tried their best to cancel you. That was it. And I actually dressed up as exactly that for Halloween. I wore the brown <laughs> pantsuit, but I had a UPS hat on. So wow. That was good fun. Uh, but they did try to cancel me. And I actually don't think it was for that. It was because I was defending uh, children from genital mutilation and trans activists decided to find an excuse to cancel me. And they thought that they could use this Kamala tweet as an excuse to paint me as a racist. And unfortunately... As your listeners well know, Cumulus Media complied with that and fired me from my radio show at WMAL. Did they ever come back and talk to you again? Because I know that even on the air, some of your your, your compatriots there were defending you. Did they ever come back and say, Amber, maybe we, we made a bad move or they just left it alone? I never heard from them ever again. Crazy. Although, curiously enough, I got a letter in the mail this week. Apparently, they just settled some kind of class action lawsuit for not doing their fiduciary duty uh, when it comes to their 401k plans, wow. which I was a part of. So that was, uh, that was a bit of schadenfreude for me. I kind of enjoyed that. I'll bet. Uh, it's Amber Athey. Get her book. It's called The Snowflakes Revolt, How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. Amber, how did they do it? Because they really did. Uh, if we go back 20 years, every one of us, I'm, I'm guessing you included, although I'm way older than you, you, you were born 20 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> when we were rolling into Iraq, we all watched CNN because CNN was bringing us real news. What the hell happened? Well, what happened is the snowflakes who were instituting mob politics on college campuses graduated 
and ended up being hired at major American institutions, including the media. And the media people who watched what happened on campus in 2012 to 2018 didn't take it seriously. They actually made fun of conservatives who said, hey, all of these kids shutting down speakers and rejecting freedom of speech and thinking that they have a monopoly on truth and using public shaming campaigns to cancel people they disagree with is a huge problem. Uh, and the media said, no, it's no big deal. You know, either they'll grow out of it or, uh, or we actually like that they're standing up for what they believe in. Well, it turns out that it didn't work so well when it ended up on their doorstep because the so-called adults in the room didn't know how to respond when they were on the receiving end of this. And that's why you see these internal revolts at places like the New York Times, the Washington Post, Politico, The Hill, and pretty much every major mainstream media outlet where they have become more progressive and radical than ever and have had their media platforms hijacked for activism as opposed to journalism. And journalism is very easy. You go, you watch, you see, you smell, you touch, and then you report on it. That's it. I was a journalist for a long time, won a bunch of awards, and I had to do it. They don't seem to know how to do it, or they know how to do it but don't care. They think that their political leanings matter more. And, and uh, I agree with you that it's the woke millennials that are doing it now, but I almost take some of the blame away from them and put it on the 12 to 1 liberal professors on any given mm-hmm. campus. These professors infiltrated our, our educational system and told these these people, you have to believe this way or you won't succeed or you won't get your degree or you can't go and be in media. It really does come from the hippie generation, doesn't it? That dropped it, it does, all on the yeah. millennials. Exactly. I mean, these professors and administrators are the one who coddled this generation and excused their horrible behavior, including when they actually exercise violence against speech that they disagree with because they believe that they're acting in self-defense because to them words are violence um, if they hurt their so-called mental health. I mean, just recently we saw um, a judge who was shouted down at Stanford Law School and who else but a dean of diversity was standing up at the podium rejecting him as well and siding with the protesters. Charlie Kirk was giving a speech at, I believe it was UC Davis, You had a group of college kids breaking windows and smashing the building to try to get in and disrupt the speech. So it's still going on today. Um, So, I mean, this problem is only going to get worse unless the people in charge stand up and say enough is enough. And by the way, there really is no violent speech unless I say, take this gun and go shoot that guy. Maybe that can be looked at as violent speech. But when you're breaking windows and shutting down, you know, auditoriums because somebody is saying something with which you disagree, that is in violence on the the end of the person speaking. It's violence on your end or it's action being taken on your end. They they have to know that, right? Do they know it and act like they don't or they do they really believe that Charlie Kirk is is spewing something that is is violence out of his mouth? Based on my experience, when I was in school, I went to Georgetown, which is a very liberal school, and I was a pretty outspoken conservative there. I was chair of the College Republicans. I felt like these kids really did believe this. I mean, they would get so hysterical when they would hear anything from a right of center point of view. I mean, I was, I, I think, pretty moderate at that point. Um, I'm a much more conservative now, actually. Yeah. But you would have thought that I was like Mussolini or something. I mean, they really thought that I was this horrible Nazi fascist because I expressed conservative ideas. I was reported to the administration several times. I had to file multiple police reports while I was there because I received so many threats on social media. And the campus police even offered me an escort when I was going to senior week events because there were threats ahead of graduation. 
Um, and this is all, again, just for expressing a different viewpoint. So I really do think that they believe this because this is why we call them the snowflakes. They were raised uh, in a permissive parenting generation where they were told that they uh, were, were special, that they had to be protected and basically bubble wrapped throughout their entire formative years. And they have not faced any real challenges. Um, and that's left them with a very fragile psyche that makes them unable to uh, deal with differentiating, uh, differentiating opinions. Amber Athey, her last name is A-T-H-E-Y. Go get her book. It's called The Snowflakes Revolt, How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. We're looking at places like the Pointer Institute, which is which is woke now, that used to be sort of a conclave of media experts that were really trying to teach you how to do the job. Then you've got the AP Style book that says, capitalize black, but don't capitalize white. That, that, that doesn't seem to be right to me. And just yesterday, you just mentioned graduation. Yesterday at Grand Valley State University in Michigan, they decided they're going to have five graduations. One if you're Asian American, one if you're gay, one if you're trans, one if you're black, one if you're, uh, if you're BIPOC, whatever that is. Uh, the white people don't get one by, for, by themselves. But Amber, we're literally watching a country purposely resegregate. We, we went through desegregation. It was such a hard thing in this country. People died like MLK. You had Nixon who desegregated more schools than anybody else. It was a Republican. Now they're pushing for, on purpose, resegregation, calling it equity somehow. What do we make of this? Their politics is about division and about control and power. Exactly. And they're doing this intentionally because it's demoralizing for people. And if they divide people up by race or class or sex or now gender, um, they can uh, basically tear you away from institutions that actually matter, like the family, like religion. Um, And it leaves young people especially confused. And uh, if you look at pretty much any study, you'll see that young liberal people tend to have much higher rates of mental illness and it's because they don't have the normal uh, social ties or um, productivity in their lives that lead people to develop a sense of purpose. Yeah. And so I think the radical politics is, uh, in some cases, a side effect of um, feeling so disaffected because of, uh, of the way society has really stripped people of their normal identities. Exactly right. And I want to take it to the next step, if you don't mind. And I wonder what your thoughts are on this. It's Amber Athey. Follow her, Amber underscore Athey, over on social media. Get the book. It's called The Snowflakes Revolt, How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. I think they also divide us so that we won't talk to each other because we really do agree on like 70 to 80% of everything. Then we can argue about the other stuff that we don't agree on. But that's only if we're speaking to each other. It's like the, the COVID you know, crackdown. Wear a mask. Don't, don't look at somebody's face. Don't go to school. Do it, do it online. Don't go to work. We're shutting down because you're not essential. They really don't want us to talk to each other at all because then we have to rely on government for everything, right? Well, again, yeah, that makes you easier to control if you don't have real relationships with all different kinds of people. They want, that's why they are dividing people. And, uh, you know, identity politics is a huge part of the snowflake generation and of radical progressivism. Uh, because they're able to reinforce the idea that anyone who is not a cisgender white male is somehow marginalized and oppressed by society. Um, And it's a projection from their own lives because these people, in my experience, feel like everything in their life is working against them. They don't have control over their own life. They don't have any sense of responsibility and so they have to blame other things for their failure, for their mediocrity. Otherwise, their entire worldview would explode. 
The Snowflakes Revolt, How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. It's Amber Athey, the author. She's also the Washington editor for The Spectator, so make sure you read everything that she does there. Um, why didn't it work on you? Why didn't it work on me? I mean, I'm older, so we really weren't getting this push when I was in school. But why didn't it work on you at, at 20-something years old when it should have? I think it really starts at home. I mean, parenting and having um, a good set of values is the most important thing you can instill in your kids to make sure that they're not brainwashed by this absolute nonsense. And that's not a fail safe. There are kids who get lost for whatever reason, and that doesn't mean necessarily that you're a bad parent. Right. Um, but my parents raised me to believe in hard work. They told me that life's not fair. <laughs> they told me to to always uh, give 100% to whatever I got and to try to learn from my failures. They didn't protect me from my failures. They used them as something that could make me stronger. And unfortunately, in my generation, that's just not something that's taught all that often. Parents more uh, more typically want to be the best friend of their kid than they want to actually be a parent. And right. that's led to a lot of unhealthy behaviors among people my age and younger. I've got five daughters. They know that I'm not their friend, but I'm certainly going to look out for them. I'm going to guide them the best way I can. It's Amber Athey, Amber underscore Athey over on social media. You can go and uh, get her book on Amazon. It's called Snowflakes uh, Revolt, How Woke Millennials Hijacked American Media. Um, are we post-BLM, do you think? And, and the reason I ask that is BLM, the actual organization, if you read their their uh, their charter on their website that they've now removed, it said they're looking to, to, to disrupt the Western nuclear family, that they're pushing LGBTQ ideas. And then we found out it's really just a, a scheme to get a bunch of money to buy a bunch of mansions. And people seem to realize that now. They slowly but surely all started pulling back their BlackLivesMatter.com, you know, under the basketball court in the NBA. Are we post-BLM or is it do organizations like that still exist? We're just not focusing on that one anymore. I think we're post-BLM, but not because of their shady fundraising schemes. Okay. I think we're post-BLM, right. I think we're post-BLM because the trans lobby has become the preeminent social advocacy oh, wow. arm of the progressive left. And that's the real uh, cultural battle right now. Um, well, Amber, I'm going to ask you, though, why? It, it, trans is <laughs> yeah. like point three of our society. Those like uh, like Richard Levine, who are pretending to be something that they're not, are, are looked at by most of us as, as a joke. So why is that lobby so important to those who have power? Well, I think it's because the fundamental idea of transgenderism requires people to reject basic truth and biology And so it's another mechanism of control. I think it's along the lines of if they can get you to say that a man is actually a woman, what can they not get you to say and what can they not get you to to believe? Um, It's basically an Orwellian attempt to control people's minds and to get them to go along with uh, with 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 lies. Um, That's so I think that's why the trans lobby has become so powerful and. And when you look at it and compared to BLM, the idea of identity politics and oppression Olympics has always been basically how many boxes can you check off in terms of how marginalized you are? Well, of course, someone who is a a queer, transgender, Latinx outweighs a black cisgender man. Uh, So BLM is kind of gauche now. That is that is so complicated. That actually made my head hurt what you just said. So (laughs) you've got to figure out how many times you intersect the oppression right. line uh, away from the white cisgendered Christian man, um, and then you're more important than the others. But but Amber, as a whole, as a society, as a as a society with values, we generally speaking reject the trans ideology. So again, why do the people in power think that they can force it on us and win us over? Maybe this is what breaks them. I don't know. Maybe this is a good thing because most of us laugh at it. 
a lot of the people in power are actually cowards and they're terrified of the accusations that come from speaking up against the progressive activist uh, arm of the Democratic Party. Um, So in newsrooms, for example, editors who are instituting these new style guides or bringing in trans activists to lecture reporters about how they're able to report on the topic, which is what happened at Politico. I report on that in my book. They're doing that because they don't want to be canceled themselves. And also, they are usually liberal, so they're more sympathetic to these people. They don't understand really how dangerous this ideology is. So they go along with it in the hopes of appeasing them. But of course, what they don't get either is what the college administrators never understood, which is that the more you appease and give in, um, the more you incentivize the behavior and the worse you, uh, the more, the worse the monsters are that you create. Exactly right. You're, you're, you're giving them an inch, they want a mile. It's interesting watching local news even. I'm so sick and tired of hearing things like these are just families that want gender affirming care there is no such thing as gender i never had care that affirmed that i'm a dude i mean so at the end of the day that's just a made-up thing but again if they push back they'll be in trouble it's it's amber athy follow her everywhere the washington editor for the spectator and the author of the snowflakes revolt how woke millennials hijacked american media go get it right now on amazon amber come back off and i love having you on you're so incredibly intelligent i hope we sell two million of these books thank you i hope so too (laughs) all right have a good day we're back after this stay right here Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. by the weird internet day today I'm not really sure why it's very very odd glad to have amber athy on if you missed any part of the interview no problem make sure you stop by rumble later you go to rumble.com slash joe pags or you go to joe and click on the watch link and watch will take you right to rumble you get the carrie lake interview from yesterday you got amber athy from today you get another big interview coming next hour as well make sure you stick around but either way go to joe it's always your go-to place got all sorts of weird internet issues today we're trying to figure it out and as we do, we'll make sure that the show brings the best quality we possibly can, okay? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Paul, are you good with the, uh, the audio at all? Kind of choppy, kind of weird? What, what, what is it? Yeah, it's pretty choppy. There you go. That's what we do. Try to bring the chop back to talk radio. All right, we're going to do the best we can to make sure that we fix these, uh, these internet issues. Let's, let's ride it out to some music here. We'll figure it out. We appreciate you staying on the Joe Pags show. Stay right here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, 
to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pegg Show. 